Coming up, you know how technology brings us together? Like we all know what we're doing at all times, but we really don't know each other on a deeper level. Well, today's guest built a calendar app that is on a mission to make sure we all come together in person. You'll discover key lessons about fundraising, why they decided to rebrand even after an Apple feature, and how they use events to promote their app. All that and so much more. The most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Empower your influencer insights with the world's first real-time influencer search engine powered by machine learning. Go check out BoostInsider.com to learn more. Do you want an app development firm at freelancer rates? Well, check out b7dev.com and they can help you along the whole development process. Go to b7dev.com and let Haim know that Steve sent you. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of AppMasters.co, the place you go when you want action-packed content in the app business. And I've got two phenomenal guests for you today. They've got a great app called Calio. It's a calendar app. And ever since Sunrise went down, I've been looking for a great calendar app. And Calio just might be it. So let me introduce the guests. Their names are, we got two co-founders, Rami Alkadi and Latif Balouch. They are the co-founders of Calio. It's C-A-L-I-O. Check out the app, calio.co.uk. Guys, welcome to the show. Hey, Steve. Hey, Steve. Thank, Thank you for having us. So, you know, tell me about why tackling a calendar app. Cause it's so, you know, frankly, I'm gonna tell you guys, like I would tell my wife, like, you gotta check out this calendar app. And she's like, what's wrong with the default one? So why did you guys decide to tackle this? Um, so there's actually two reasons, Steve. Um, firstly, in our previous job, so I was in investment banking, Rami was in digital marketing. We realized that, and it got to the point in your life when you're so busy at work, your work calendar is really up to date. I mean, mine was militant, but for some reason I was a mess in my personal life Mm -hmm. and I just didn't really find a product that really worked for me in terms of kind of managing my time, kind of work and personal and everything else. Um, And I just felt that a lot of the default calendars that you have are just a bit basic and also the Google's, the Outlook's are a little bit corporate. So that's the first reason. The second reason is we hate social media sometimes. And Rami and I, when we kind of used to always talk about this kind of new concept of like Instagram and posting and sharing everything and look where I am and I'm on the beach and it's a little bit overwhelming sometimes. And we just felt like a lot of these social networks were supposed to bring us closer, but in some ways it's actually taking us further away. We call it the social paradox. Um, and that's kind of why we started really focusing on building a better, more personal calendar. Mm, I like it. So what was the first step? Like, did you guys look at the landscape of it? And you're like, here's some, were there some core features that you wanted to tackle first? When we started, it was like all good ideas in a bar, you know, Latif and I in Dubai. Yeah. And we said, okay, let's create an app that makes it easier for people to connect with each other and share calendars. And we created a minimum viable product called I'm in and that, you know, is dating sort of like we launched it February 
2017, a bit before that actually, right at the end of 2016. And we pieced it together. We self-funded it without really looking too much at the landscape. We just had this good idea and created a minimum viable product. We then realized that this whole concept of let's make it easier for people to organize events with each other didn't really work because the methods are still okay. You know, people use WhatsApp groups, people call each other yeah. and then we reverted to the calendar landscape and we started looking at Sunrise, uh, Calendly, Fantastical. So we changed our approach. We just started by just starting without really looking at the landscape, to be honest. Mm. Interesting. And what, when you guys said, all right, let's go towards a calendar, you know, I'm of the type, Rami, that where I'm like, okay, I have this idea and it's solving one specific need that I have. And then I'm like, oh, but it could also work for this. And, and it starts branching out. Were there one specific need that you're like, okay, is it just like, hey, helping you and I and all of us organize an event together through the calendar? Honestly, yeah. Like Basically. we yeah. kind of, um, you know, that, that first there was that initial problem, which was Rami, I never see you. <laughs> you know, I hate Facebook. Just create an event. Tell me where I am and I'll just click I'm in or I'm out and I'll be there. Or I won't. And that's kind yeah. of like how it very, really started. But then as time progressed, we started it to see each other more. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then as, as time progressed, we, we kind of like things just built and things just evolved. And that, that, there is this concept that you have to pick one very specific problem and focus on it. And it does work and it is important. But at the same time, creating a useful, nice, fun product does attract people. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of that's kind of like how we've changed. It's more that we kind of we know kind of what we believe we want in the calendar and what our people want and what's useful for us to actually organize our time and see more of each other. And we also kind of have certain design principles that we have um, and we focus on that. And that's what we focus on whenever we create any new features and, and people are liking it. But Steve, to, to your question, I think you had a good point, which is that like you, there's one initial use case and then you discover more over time. And, you know, Latif and I have discussed this a lot. We have many, many features. And one approach that we might take moving forward is shouting about one to just you know, help the growth and people to download it. And then over time, enticing them with feature after feature or letting them, letting them discover it themselves because users, you know, aren't fickle or stupid. So if there was like one ultimate use case, we would say really awesome to have a calendar where you can share that calendar with your friends. And then over time, we'll release all the other features we have, like scheduling, voting, mm -hmm. uh, chats within events, to not overwhelm them basically. I have this big problem too. Like we're trying to put a dinner together. And part of the reason why I love putting dinners together where we just all hang out app entrepreneurs and talk about business and just really connect. But the hardest part is just like, I'm too lazy to email everybody. Like I would just literally blast out like, Hey guys, I'm hosting an event and, or just a dinner, you know, come here's the event. Just say it's limited to six people. And there are like three people that I already said yes, that I've already coordinated with, but the rest three, like it's up to everybody. Cause I don't want to use my brain power to figure out like, Oh, I should invite Rami. I should invite Latif. Like, Hey, it's on social media. Go, go find it. Go find it in a way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the beauty of Calio as well is like, if your friends are not on it, you can just generate and send people a link. Cool. And they can just respond and be like in out. Or if you want to send different dates and times, so maybe you want to do that awesome dinner, but 
finding a time that works for everyone is a nightmare sometimes. Yes. So you can just put, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and everyone selects when they're free. You nice and easy. Do, you know, a few different restaurants come to mind. You can say, let's vote in between these different restaurants, and they can use our sort of web feature that you can just send via mail. So it shouldn't be so difficult to see people. Seeing people is the important thing. So the paradox in a sense is that we're an app and a tech company, but we want to make your interaction with tech as quick and effective as possible so you don't really have to use it anymore and you can just do the things that you want to do. I love it. And I love the web feature because I think too many times we think about apps and as app creators, we tend to focus on people like, oh, but the other person has to download the app. And it's like, sometimes, you know, like you just want to give that person a good user experience and they'll be like, Hey, what was that app you use? And then you play the long-term game in a way you have one guy that's like the brand ambassador in a way, right? Creating the event, sharing it, but then everybody else can, they can respond if on the web, if they really wanted to, like, I'm not going to force you to download an app if you really don't want to. Also, to add to that, I think the world has changed a lot, even in the last two, three years. I think, you know, if you go back three years ago, I used to look at other people's phones and be like, what apps have you got? I want one. Like, what do you, <laughs> what do you like? You know, like, I want more apps. Now, when someone says, hey, Steve, can you download this app? Your first thought is like, oh, I don't really want another one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like my phone is full or like, <laughs> not food anymore. yeah, it's not, you know, so, and you know, people are running around, we're busy, we, you know, internet's not always great. So it's not that easy to just download an app like it used to be. So I think it is now more important than ever that, you know, you're, it's kind of weird. It's like, we're not an app business right. and app is just a way that we communicate with our users. Um, and having like things like a web tool, I think are more important than ever. Now, did you guys raise any money for this? So yeah, um, we raised a kind of from angels last summer. Cool. Um, we did like a small, wasn't even a seed round really, um, pre-seed round, um, just to like get going and kind of be able to work without kind of dying basically. <laughs> um, and now we're doing a bigger seed round, hopefully in the next few months. Very cool. What do you mean by that? Like without dying, was it just to build out the team? Was it to pay you guys yourselves a little bit? Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, we, we self-funded it, the Tiff and I, and there's just a point, you know, a point in time where we're like, okay, we can't keep self-funding it, obviously, and so we needed to pay ourselves, pay ourselves a salary, and um, also hire great talent. You know, the mm -hmm. and I are kind of macro people in the sense that he was in banking and I was a digital consultant. We weren't specifically designers or coders, so we couldn't cut corners on those. So we needed to hire really good UX designers and pay really good developers. So to grow and obviously for our marketing initiatives as well like for example an event we could discuss in a bit that cost a lot of money so we had to raise to grow and to develop and to hire a team and then was it just using your connections to raise that round yeah it ended up being kind of not friends and family because we kind of wanted to avoid that to be honest and it ended up just being you know, a friend of a friend who we'd met years ago. And, you know, that that's just how it goes, right? Um, and so our main investor was, we met through a friend and she just really liked what we were doing. And What I would say is the biggest lesson that I learned from fundraising is basically, I learned this from Latif, is to, when you're in the corporate world, to still be really positive and to leave a really good impression, whatever job you're doing, because the money came through because Latif had left the company that he worked for and they all had a really good impression about him. So it kind of filtered through the grapevine that he was doing 
you know, this thing and that's on, that's how the, the relationship came about. So that's the really main thing I learned. Never burn bridges and always give it your best, whether you're in the corporate world or the startup world, because that's how the investment came through, to be honest, Steve. So true. So true. I mean, one of my, when I was struggling the first year on my own, I went back to my old boss. I'm like, Hey, is there anything I can do for you? And he <laughs> hired me for a little bit and that, that really helped out. And I was like, I kept visiting him and yeah, he's been a good friend of mine too. That is so true. I love that. I I think so many young people, they leave when they leave their work, they leave like in a crescendo of drama. I can't do <laughs> like corporate thing anymore because I'm too good for it. And they like do the worst resignation possible. It's just about being good with people, right? Yeah. Was there a key lesson that you learned? So one of the things I really want to get into in 2018 is angel investing, not like a huge amount of money, but just to learn the ropes and meet other founders. And I have some knowledge in the app space, so maybe help out people. Is there anything you guys learned from just fundraising, like one key lesson? I think it really comes down to people. And do you mean that in terms of like from an angel point of view or from a founder point of view? From a founder, I mean, either way you want to take it, but yeah, from a founder point of view is probably what I would say. I would say key thing I learned is at the end of the day, it comes down to people. Um, kind of building what Rami said earlier, like the person is not just investing in your product. You know, it's not necessarily always investing in your long-term vision, but they're investing in kind of you. And more importantly, how you approach things. Um, and this comes as well from an angel perspective as well. Is, um, it's more about how you process things and how you look at the world. And when you have a problem, it's not necessarily your solution or the first thing that comes to mind, but just how you approach it. Um, and I think that, the best relationships that I have and kind of the angels that we have and why it's going well is we ask each other the right questions. Um, and they ask me questions that make us think about things in the right way. Mm. The, and I love, I want to get to that. Let's see if like, what was one question that made you think about it the right way with your overall brand, your overall strategy. But what I loved about it too, and I just mentored a, founders institute type of cohort and one of the key things is like hey you know you guys self-funded like all the you did all the check boxes you self-funded meaning you put your own money into the game you launch you got featured you had some traction and then you went out and said hey you know here's what we're going to do here's some traction like tra traction is so key you can't just go off the idea but was there one question that you remember the most and be like that made me think about this product in a different way or help you advance in the company in some certain way I think, I mean, it, the questions are always happening. I mean, for example, you know, the other day we were taking our lead investor through the sort of the presentation that we want to pitch for our next raise. And, you know, she gave us so much feedback that we would have never thought because we're so immersed in it on a day-to-day -day basis. And the biggest question she gave us, she asked us was, okay, so how are you, you know, you talk about the social paradox and the social media problem. How are you really helping? I can't really see in, in your presentation how Calio is helping solve the social paradox problem. And we looked at the deck again. We're like, yeah, we need to create that link a lot more. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's not just that one question. It's that constant, you know, let's show them presentations because they're not immersed in it every single day. And they, they ask us things that, you know, we haven't really thought of. I love it. I love it. 
All right, guys. So I want to talk about this event, Calio Events, that you've been working on. And But before I do, I want to thank my first sponsor. They are going to be the sponsor, one of the key sponsors at our event in LA. So I think by the time you guys are hearing this, it's probably over. But so, but it is boostinsider.com. Go check them out. It's a it's a great service. She's been a, she's been a past guest of mine as well. So if you think about AdWords and what Google did with AdWords and using search and then really exploding, it's helped build so many different businesses and so many different like double click other business that have come out of AdWords. Well, that's what Boost Insider is doing for influencer marketing. Essentially, you could go on Boost Insider and look for the influencers that would fit your brand the most. So maybe Calio, event organizers, you know, art gallery, these influencers that are on there, you find them, you do a little search for keyword search, and then you can pay them to promote your app. And you don't need a huge, humongous budget like they would if they have a full service. And that's where you probably need that humongous budget. But this allows you to really do it yourself, essentially, just like you would do for AdWords. You can go in there and bid on some keywords. You can do that same thing on Boost Insider. Look for the influencers you want to work with and then work with them directly. So go check out boostinsider.com. The thing that I'm talking about is called Social Book, but it is boostinsider.com. And they've got a brand called Social AdWords that you should look into as well. One last time, because I don't know how many times I've said it, but it is boostinsider.com. All right, Latif, so you told me about this. Tell me about these events that you guys are running. Yeah, so I'll let Rami kind of tell you okay. kind of why it started, and then I'm going to tell you why it was great for our business. Yeah, so um, basically we wanted to convey the social paradox problem. We were really keen on launching the brand in a different way. You know, we didn't want to put a digital marketing campaign together that said we're a new calendar app, so we launched with an event. And we spoke about the social paradox a lot in our sort of website, in our writing, so we, so what we wanted to do is showcase this problem through street art, power of relationships. I used to go to a lot of galleries in Dubai and I ended up meeting the founder of street art news. Street art news is the largest curator and purveyor of street art news in the world. And it wasn't really a business relationship. We ended up becoming friends and Latif and I mulled over the idea. And when we came up with it, I approached him and I said, can you create this exhibition for us? And he said, sure. And what we ended up doing was teaming up with him and briefing 10 of some of the most prominent street artists in the world from around, you know, from places like Canada, Iraq, London, LA, LA, LA even. Yeah, an awesome guy from LA called Mad Steeds. He's crazy. Um, and uh, blind in one eye, actually. Wow. And they, and we briefed them to, with the sort of social paradox brief. We said, we want you to create pieces of art that showcase the social problem. And that's what we did. And we showed them in a gallery in London called Stolen Space, which is sort of the home of urban art in the UK. And uh, we made the event Calio entry only, basically. And that's how we promoted the app. Um, and so, yeah, it was a four-day exhibition. We had DJ, we had booze. We kind of, you know, six weeks before we started advertising the event, we started telling all the kind of users that we had at the time and just really pushing it. And I think one of the great things about it was, one, it used our tech because people saw the event on Calio, they had a look into it, they knew they had to get it to get in. Two, it's so much more interesting talking about an event than it is talking about a new app. Mm -hmm. Like I was saying earlier, it's so hard these days to like get people to listen, to get people to kind of just look at you because there's so many apps out there. But if you've got an interesting event, an interesting experience, 
people are just much more likely to listen. It's just a better story to tell. Um, so we really pushed the app. We managed to get a bit of PR as well because it was an interesting event. It was about you know social media and how is it affecting our lives, which which gains a, ni- a nice audience. And also it meant that all the people there had our product and were really open to talk about it as well. And that's what it was great because you know these days you you want more than just a digital relationship with your users. It's nice to kind of have that physical as much as you possibly can, especially at the start when you're trying to get feedback, when you need to speak to people. You know, you don't have a huge budget to do all this user testing. You have to actually grab someone, watch them use your product and learn from it. And so that was another great thing about doing an event. It was we were getting we had 750 people there over three or four days interacting with our product, having a good time posting about it and just enjoying the whole experience. And they're really excited to come to another Calio event in the future. Um, And I think it's something that, you know, whatever your product is, an event is a really easy way of getting people together in a physical space and interacting with your product at the same time. I I think beyond that as well, Latif, like we and Steve, like we believe in the problem. Mm -hmm. I think it it is a serious problem, this social paradox that we always talk about and people being obsessed with social media. So, you know, to give you an idea, the feature piece of our exhibition by uh, this gentleman, Mad Steez, uh, who's based in LA, was a two and a half meter Grim Reaper having the life sucked out of him by a mobile phone. Um, you know, the pieces were quite striking. So we threw it to launch the brand, but it's something we're always going to continue. Our sort of uh, love, for, love for street art and this social paradox, you know, we we want to be a brand that beyond just being a tech product actually speaks about this issue in society openly, the mental health problems that come with always being glued to your phones because that's what we stand for. We want to have an app that helps people have more clarity in their day-to-day, uh, see friends more, mm-hmm. discover events because you know we're releasing brand accounts soon. So if you follow your favorite DJ or artist or exhibition space or podcast, for example, that will immediately be in your calendar and you can buy tickets to that. So it's about helping people do more as well. So that's really why we threw, that's the pillar behind the exhibition. I love it, man. I, my big 2018 goal was to just, uh, build deeper relationships with people. And so it is like putting dinners on where it's just like a small group of friends. I thought maybe six to eight, that way we can have conversations and not just like surface conversations. Like, what do you do? Okay. That's cool. You know, like more in-depth conversations about who we are as people. I love the, the focus that you guys have. Now you guys made that event Calio only, right? Like it was like, Hey, you have to have the app pretty much to come in. It was more chill than that. What we, we, thought it was, it, we, we thought it was going to be like that, and that's how we were initially. But then when we realized, okay, there's like a queue, um, we can't like one by one make sure everyone downloads the app because there's a lot of people who walk by in London. So, you know, when they came in, we then approached them and explained to them. We had like a booklet that explained the integration, and we got them to download it once they were in there. It wasn't super strict in the sense that they couldn't walk in without it. What made you guys think about having that overarching, like almost like branding exercise, this social paradox, like this is going to be a part of our app. We're not just going to be a quote unquote calendar app. This is going to be a mission that we're trying to solve as well. One, because we just really believe in it. Um, And two, I think it's really important in any company to really have a purpose. 
and a proper purpose and and it doesn't necessarily mean it needs to be like a very technical specific solution i think you need a bigger purpose than that um it's important to us it's an important driver it's something that's going to make you work a little bit harder and it's also important when it comes to investors when it comes to the people that you hire when it comes to when you work with other brands if you don't understand your own brand values and what you as a company really believe in then why are other companies going to work with you especially when you're small and you're kind of just you're just getting started mm-hmm. and to make those kind of partnerships with other brands with other people you need to have some sort of some sort of understanding of what your values are and i'm affected by the problem as well that's one of the things like when i used to live in dubai i probably spent a bit too much time on social media you know i have no shame in saying it and i was in a society especially a society like dubai which is a bit of a bubble a brilliant place but a bit of a bubble where everyone knows what you're doing all the time uh you know social media is very active i worked in a digital marketing agency where i would advocate brands to spend money online one of my clients is mcdonald's and they would spend a million dollars a year blasting people with fa- like with facebook ads mm-hmm. and i realized okay well this is an issue i'm spending so much time on my phone and like you were saying steve like i was having a lot of conversations with you know quote friends unquote you know what do you do how's it going you know how's work but not that yeah. deep you know meaningful conversation that i had and i was like i'm now being affected by this problem so there's this you know we we believe there's a society problem but i've been affected by it personally as well now rami what i want to talk about next is you like running a couple of companies too so you have calio but you also have the social corporations tell me how yeah about like how you've been able to manage both. Cause I'll tell you an example. Like I, last year I tried to do this new other company and I was like, Hey, there's a real need in this. And I even got like three paying customers right off the bat. And I was like, Oh, this is great. But my <laughs> master's business suffered because I was like focused on too many different things. Now, obviously I haven't taken, probably not done a good job of just letting others run app masters a little bit too, but like, how would you, how are you able to sort of manage that? Well, it's a good question. The one thing to know is that the social corporations came very naturally without me saying, okay, I need to create a business. I need to put a business plan together. What happened was, is I was working for a company in Dubai. And um, while I was there, I noticed that there's a lot of disengagement from employees, a lot of HR structures that were out of date, feedback loops were not going to uh, the CEO properly, uh, the wrong people were getting promoted you know, real corporate problems. And I was like, well, I know how to make apps, right? And Calio wasn't even a proposition at this point. So I approached my CEO and I said, I, I fancy doing a side project. Can I create an app for your company that boosts your employee engagement? And he was like, sure, you know, did it. And then it ended up doing really well. So I white labeled it to a few more companies in Dubai. And then I was like, okay, well, I have a business here. And then Calio was coming up at the same point, and I loved Calio as well. And then what I've done, in a sense, is I've created that product in Dubai, and I have someone sort of looking after it and white labeling it. So it, it, Calio hasn't suffered. The social corporations have suffered because I don't spend as much attention on, on it. I white label a project every three to six months to have an extra revenue stream, but I'm not giving it a million percent attention is to give you the answer. Got it. Yeah. That's one thing always has to suffer. Love it, guys. One thing has to suffer, yeah. yeah. Anything else you guys want to cover? Anything I missed before you hit the big finish? Um, I, think we're, I think we're great. 
Awesome. All right. Well, before we hit that big finish, I want to thank my last sponsor, b7dev.com. They've been a longtime sponsor. And if you're looking for an app development shop that can cater to your startup independent indie needs, they'll go check them out. They are affordable and they will help you along the way. And I trust them. And that's the most thing. That's the best thing that you can hear from for b7dev because I've heard from other people who have used other development shops and then they've closed and now they're like in money, like thousands of dollars and never able to see either their code or their money back. But Haim and his team are not like that. I've been using them for years and they've been a longtime sponsor of the show as well. So if you're ready to get started on your app journey or even scale up your app or find a developer just to modify for iPhone, you know, iOS 11 and iPhone 10, all these things, go check them out. It is the letter B, the number seven, dev.com. B7dev.com. Rami, Latif, this has been absolutely amazing, but let's go to the big finish. Give us a new app or an old app that you just checked out and that we got to check out as well. You know what? I love Polymail. I'm loving Polymail at the moment. Um, and I've always been kind of Apple Mail. It's just kind of always been there. I never really went out of my way. I tried Gmail a little bit, but, you know... But at Polymail now, I love it. The UI is really clean, really easy to use. They've got desktop, they've got iPhone, and it's just kind of cool and just a lot more chilled. And, you know, our emails these days really stress us out. Yeah. So anything that makes it a little bit more relaxing is good. That's awesome. Um, for, me, there, for me, there's an app called Forest. Um, it's quite a simple app. Uh, essentially, if you know that you get distracted from your phone a lot, what you do is is you plant a virtual plant on this app um, and you set the time for it to grow. And once you start planting it, uh, you're not allowed to exit the app, you know, to go to WhatsApp or the plant dies. Why is it beautiful? Because for every, uh, I don't know what the number is, for every X amount of plants you do grow on the app, uh, they actually plant an actual tree wow. on some sort of damaged uh, rainforests in the world. Uh, so every day when I'm at lunch, for example, we have a no phone policy at Calio during lunch and during meetings, I'll, you know, plan to plan and help the world and get less distracted. I love that. Uh, that's a good one. Man, they're number one productivity right now and it's a paid app. Uh, I love that mission. I'm checking that out as well. Sure. What's the one takeaway that you want the audience to leave with? See your friends more, do more, you know? Yeah, just spend more quality, not quantity, time with people. When are we hanging out? We got to hang out soon, too. Let's do it, man. <laughs> LA. We'll come to LA. All right, deal, man. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, the app is Calio. If you want to check out the website, it's on Google Play, it's on iOS as well. C A L I O, Calio.co.uk as well. Anyone else you guys want to send them, the listeners? Thank you so much for listening. And, uh, we love user feedback, so if you do download Calio, please feel free to hit us up personally. Uh, Rami at Calio.co.uk, Latif at Calio.co.uk with your user feedback. Um, we'll get back to you, and you know we love hearing from our users. Awesome. Well, if you guys got anything out of this, find a way to thank the guests like I'm about to do now. Rami, Latif, thank you so much for coming on and doing this. Thank you so much. Thank you, Steve. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you at the next chat. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.